everybody. Welcome back to Health Pods. This is Maggie. This is Ryan. And we are here with a great group of students to talk about community for Let's Talk Soul Month. Welcome, everybody. Um, so today we're talking about the theme of community within Let's Talk Soul, how to be a contributive member of the BC community, how to be a global citizen, talking about sustainability and connection with others. So everyone feel free to chime in if there's something that sticks out to you, but I think we could kind of start off with the general question of do you guys feel like here you're more of an individual or more connected to something greater than yourself? Where do you find aspects of community mm-hmm. at BC? Right. And is there a place, whether it be a club or whatever, that you maybe have felt like you are at home? Have you found that community? And if so, what is that community? And I think we can kind of go around and anyone who wants to share can start us off. I think that like coming to BC, one of the biggest things I noticed was that there is like somewhat of a sense that you're an individual unless you really involve yourself within certain groups and clubs on campus. And I think that as long as you do do that, you really feel like you're a part of a community, whether that is, you know, like in an acapella group like myself or whatever other clubs or sports you're involved in. Um, I think that most people I know at BC are involved in at least like one or a couple things. But um, that really is where people find, like, you know, they're calling in people that share similar interests to them, and it helps avoid that issue of being feeling like an individual. I don't think people would feel that way if they're surrounded by people with their, um, with similar interests. Mm. Yeah, I'd say BC is really unique in the sense that we don't have Greek life. So because we don't have that element to our campus, people value the clubs more so than I think on other campuses. So you really see clubs come together to host large parties, large events, um, educational speakers. um, And along with that, the service groups on campus seem to be rooted more deeply in the actual service rather than doing it as kind of a function of a Greek life. Um, So I think it, it kind of going off of what you're saying is there's a huge camaraderie behind the clubs, partially because we don't have a Greek life system, but I think it actually strengthens the clubs that we do have. Right. And nothing against Greek life, but I think it's Mm -hmm. cool that we can have these groups that are Mm -hmm. focused on something like really productive Um, rather than just being a group and that being the end of it. Maybe it's a group of all people who are interested in healthy and sustainable food, or maybe it's a group of people who are all trying to um, grow in their faith and their connection with God, or maybe it's a group of people who are trying to create like beautiful music. Um, And it is beautiful music. I've been to the concert. (laughs) I mean, I think that aspect of community is kind of evidence here. Obviously, some people are drawn here by the interest in the topic of our podcast discussion, but also, like, Ryan and I have a lot of friends here. I'm in Sharps with two people on this podcast. So I think that the community really extends past necessarily the activity that you're involved in, and it really branches into your social life because of that. Yeah, I think a lot of the communities here, um, there's like a lot of cross-pollination between them. Mm. Um, I don't know anyone who's just in one club. (laughs) Everyone um, seems to meet people through that. And then whether it's like if you're on a dance group, like you know the other dance groups Mm -hmm. and you go to each other's concerts and um, shows. Or if you're in one of the more pre-professional club, you meet a lot of other people through that and then join clubs that maybe they were in. So I think the the community is even larger than just um, the people that you're doing the activity with. It's this spirit of very involved students that there is so prevalent at BC. Mm. I think when you do what you love, 
um, that people will follow. Uh, because most likely the activity that you're doing um, involves people who are also interested in that activity. Um, and then you can also gain insight and knowledge from those people. Um, and you can ultimately learn more about the topic and maybe be more invested than you thought you would be, which is nice. I think a great example of that is this kind of conjunction that we have between real food and the sustainability interns. To be completely honest, we have the Sustainability Action Committee, which brings together climate justice, eco-pledge, real food, the Office of Sustainability, Environmental Studies. It's a huge focus group that is oriented around sustainability. And in those meetings, we're able to grow and we have people who will come up and present for several minutes about like a specific topic and it it really broadens the education. And then you have kind of a group of people who are all right behind the same concept, but they also have their own individual um, practices, which is which is really cool because I think there's a lot of collaboration that happens even between clubs. So although each of them is super niche in a lot of ways, they're able to come together and join larger coalitions, which is really cool. And I wonder, so it seems like pretty much everybody here is in some kind of community, if you want to phrase it like that. But none of us started that way, right? So I'd be curious to hear from some of you all about how did you maybe first get involved in the community? How did you feel before you got involved? I know for me, I tried out for everything freshman year. I tried out for like the first week. I tried out for sexual chocolate. And I didn't have any rhythm. And so I didn't make it. Um, and then I tried out for club lacrosse and all these different things and make any of them. And I was like, ah, what the heck? Like, where is my community that I've been looking for? And it took me a while to get there. You know, it took going on probably the ignite retreat freshman year through campus ministry before I really felt like, okay, maybe I have some, some sort of community here. So have you all felt a similar thing or, or different and what's been your path to, uh, joining this community and how has that influenced you at BC? I agree. It's definitely somewhat like a trial and error process for getting involved in clubs. Um, me personally, like I tried out for acapella beginning of my freshman year and I joined the club rugby team because it was kind of things that I was familiar with in high school. But I know a lot of my friends and some of my roommates, you know, had these passions from high school that they wanted to carry over and it didn't work out. And then you kind of have to broaden your horizon a little bit and do other things. And I think that either way, you end up either continuing an interest or like finding a new interest that like really people get into and like are happy with. So also off of like the Greek life thing, because like that's not an option. You do kind of have to find like a specific interest that would like fit your personality and the club, if this is making any sense. And sometimes it's things that you're familiar with and sometimes it's not. But either way, like you still are going to get the same like great experience. I think it's interesting that you can take something that you might have been involved in or been passionate about in high school and kind of catapult it towards something that's focused on a greater good. I don't know if that's mm -hmm. like definitely the BC spirit in me, but like I was really involved with speech and debate in high school and that's not something that really exists at the college level, but I ended up becoming involved with TEDx Boston College, which is now instead like putting on an informational educational event focused around public speaking. So I had those background skills, but it's about educating and spreading ideas through the greater world. So I think that while we're talking about aspects of community here at BC, we should also think about how do we pivot those skills and thoughts towards being a member of the global community. Mm. 
Sort of on a similar wavelength, I grew up in California with a garden and a mini orchard, and I just, <laughs> I grew up literally between the trees and <laughs> eating really good food, but it was never a super instrumental part of my life in the sense that it just had always existed for me, so I didn't really realize that it was going to be something that I would become so passionate about that it would pertain to my studies and my extracurriculars mm -hmm. on campus, but when I came to BC, I noticed the lack of those things in my life. And I think because I'd grown up with them, it was just so inherent to me that I didn't mm -hmm. think that I was going to miss those things. Um, so I sort of stumbled blindly through my first year and a half, I'd <laughs> yeah. say, of real food. Very unsure kind of what role I wanted to take, what exactly I was doing. I literally walked into an e-board meeting and they were like, no, 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 stay. And then I never left. Um, but and the same thing is it's once you become involved in things, there you really do have the opportunity to extend them beyond just the BC community. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of opportunity for that, and a lot of clubs um, do capitalize on that, but I think we can do a better job. And I really like when certain like majors or academic groups will join with a club and do mm -hmm. something for an educational purpose or reach out to the greater community. I think that's a great way to take it beyond BC and remove ourselves from that specific bubble. I, I think it's okay to dabble in many different things. Mm -hmm. um, I tend to do a lot of things in sustainability. Um, I also um, am, am the president of one of the groups um, that is involved in bringing awareness to trafficking, which is a big global issue and a local issue. Uh, so And I do intramural basketball for fun. So I just, yeah. <laughs> it, it's like you can do things that are surrounded by many different um, reasons for why you're doing it so like basketball is just to kind of do it for fun and just laugh the whole time and something like trafficking I kind of see it as more of a global issue and a need that um, needs to bring awareness to so um, I just think that it's okay to dabble and it's okay to do different clubs and activities for different reasons mm -hmm. yeah I think freshman year you come in with all of these passions that you had in high school and really, a lot of times, don't have any outlet to do them, whether it's athletics or um, different involvements. Um, there's there's just not a lot of opportunities to express that kind of um, passion at, at, in college. So it's about transitioning those passions to maybe something else. So mm -hmm. if you were passionate about sports, maybe it's intramurals, but maybe it's uh, you know joining a different community that that does something tangential to that. And I think as a senior kind of talking mm -hmm. about this, it's I'm at the cusp of this again of mm -hmm. transitioning what I love so much doing at BC, mm -hmm. whether that's religious, um, spiritual kind of retreat culture um, or some of, you know, more of the community action things. How does that transition and manifest in the post-grad world? I'll keep you updated. <laughs> <laughs> It can be kind of a scary question, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I know when coming in, I had the opposite of experience of Brian. Like, in, in high school, I used a bunch of clubs as, like, a means to, like, putting it on my resume. <laughs> so I wasn't really that much into, like, those club cultures. And then coming into college, I guess, first year, I wasn't into that many clubs either. Like, the only club I joined was, like, Model UN. And I guess, like, over the course of the year, I began to realize through these clubs, you meet a lot of people you're interested in, really try new things, so... Sophomore year, junior year, I just began to join a bunch of new clubs. Met a lot of great people through them, such as Mustard Cedar, McGilly Cuddy, and stuff like that. Can you talk a little bit about your experience with Mustard Seed and how that maybe that community might have uh, impacted you? 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, I guess through Mustard Seed was like the first real community kind of thing where I got to meet, get very close with people. Like, uh, for example, Model UN, it's more like an informal kind of thing. We said hi to each other, we did our stuff, and we ended the day. Mustard Seed, we really met outside of um, the actual meetings. We really talked about, like, we really reflected on a lot of things. So, like, that emotional layer to the community was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like everyone definitely feels a connection to the larger kind of global community through our BC and smaller communities. But I guess the next question would be, do you feel like you are capable of making a difference and are making a difference in those larger communities? And if not yet, how can we strive towards that? I think in the sustainability realm, it's all about what you can do. It's just all about what capacity do you have? Um, and that doesn't mean do everything. That means just do what you can. So, mm-hmm. for instance, if you're in the dining hall, uh, are you going to choose to reuse? Are you going to choose the reusable utensils and china plates? Or are you going to kind of just be like, I don't really care. I'm going to choose like whatever is easiest and convenient. Um, and I think those choices make a big difference, um, even though they may seem really small at the time. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about what kind of things you have implemented uh, since our freshman year? Because I feel like there have been a lot of changes. There's almost too many to talk about. Yeah, right. um, <laughs> that's well, good. Yeah, so so I'll talk about one, um, and that's Fresh to Table. Um, if you guys have heard of Fresh, um, it stands for uh, Fairly Traded, Regional, which is local, Equitable, Sustainable, and Healthy um, dishes that we put on and we sample every Wednesday night at Corcoran from 5.30 to 7 p.m. So it's during dinner time. It's kind of a short window. But we basically put together a calendar. We sample different dishes. Um, And basically what's cool about those dishes is they meet two of those parameters of fresh, which are within those letters that I mentioned. Mm. Um, So a dish could be regional and it could be sustainable at the same time. Um, So the goal is to to kind of think think in in a social impact way, in a way that, um, is environmentally friendly and good to people. Um, and so those dishes are cool, too, because that night you can also buy the full-size version um, in the in the dining hall itself. So if you like it, you can go and buy it. And the goal is to kind of see these menu items being served more frequently and bring variety mm-hmm. to the menu as well. And I can attest, I've seen Katie in there cooking them up herself, and they are very good. <laughs> and I can attest to that. That's awesome. Like, that's an awesome part of the community that I feel like so many people don't know the logic or the story behind. Like, I always see it as, oh, those people at the thing in the corner, like, I'm going to go eat cereal for dinner now. <laughs> so. and, and the great part about it, too, is we've expanded it this um, this semester uh, once a month to Stewart Dining Hall, and then once mm. a month to, to McElroy. Mm. Um, so you can look out for those. You can follow the dining calendar, but um, it's we're trying to expand. Yeah, I think it's like a great effort that the point being we have these opportunities, these small, easy opportunities mm. right at our fingertips. Right. And it's about being accountable to, like, we are all part of our smaller communities, but at the end of the day, we're part of BC, and then we're part of the world. And I think that's kind of cool to, like, have these layers. Um, I think another interesting thing on that point is how in Mac, you guys flipped the trash and recycling area around so that everybody can see you. I don't know if that was intentional, but I know when I go up there and I'm like, well, everybody's (laughs) watching me right now. I have to be accountable to, like, BC. Like, I have to... 
be like sustainable and so i'll take the extra two seconds it takes to maybe compost and throw things in the different areas but yeah i, I think that was also a great idea as far as that accountability goes mm-hmm. um katie could you talk a little bit about um some of the things real food is doing right now yeah so we have a lot of different initiatives going on and and we're kind of in this place where some of it is direct to the bc community and some of it is a little bit more extended. So we do a lot. Um, we have a dining policy group that works specifically with dining to help things like, how do we make sure that people are putting things in the right places? Yeah. Keeping those walls around. That was a big conversation that we had last year and trying to understand how to get kids to put things in the right places. Um, so we have a garden off campus, new as of last year. It was our first year running it, several beds. We have a ton of produce. And we're trying to use that more increasingly as a place to bring in the broader community. So we've done, we had our second annual planting with the preschoolers where we bring in little kids. That sounds so cute. the most wholesome event of the entire semester. But the idea behind it is to create a place of proximity. So one of the things that we talk about a lot in Real Food is your values relating to sustainability have so much to do with your context and have so much to do with your resources available. Mm -hmm. And when people feel connected to the food that they're eating and they see it being grown or they're part of the process of growing it, Mm -hmm. they're so much more aware of where it comes from. They want to know where it comes from. How is it grown? Who's been touching the food? Who's been nurturing it? So we want to use more increasingly this garden as a community space for people to learn how to plant, to learn how to grow, to see. I was just at the garden a few weeks ago with one of my roommates, and she had never seen, like, actual raw arugula being grown out of the ground. And I was I, I was showing her, I was giving her a tour of the whole garden, and she was fascinated. And this mm-hmm. is one of my roommates who, like, makes her frozen dinner every night or makes pasta, mm-hmm. which is totally fine. We all get busy. I do but that. she, Yeah, <laughs> no, we all get busy. But she had never had an experience where she had seen food being grown yeah. and then had been able to eat it. So um, that's one of our big initiatives is bringing proximity. So letting kids mm. and students in the broader Boston community have access to something that kind of creates a space where they can be sustainable and understand like the food mm. around them. Yeah, our kind of four key messages around community here in OHP are contribute, care, conserve, and strive. And I think we've really touched upon the contribute, conserve, striving for that global community, but people forget about care. And I think you mentioned something about, it's about what you're used to, your proximity to it. And that's kind of determines what you care about. Mm -hmm. But it talks about our relationship with the world, with the earth, but also I think in turn our relationships with other people. You realize what other people may have for resources and then all of a sudden you realize you need to care a little bit more about Mm -hmm. these things. I'd be interested to hear maybe from the Sharps again. Um, I know you guys, at least from my perspective, have a really close-knit community. And um kind of curious what, like Maggie was saying on the topic of caring for each other, what kind of things do you think are maybe cultural values that you have in your group or ways that you will actively care for one another? The Sharps for me, ever since joining the Sharps, I've learned to love BC more. So the Sharps is definitely my community here on campus um, because I didn't just find a community filled with people who like the same things that I do. I found a family. Mm -hmm. Um, And along with that, I found a bunch of people who really care about me and I know have my back no matter what. Um, It's interesting because we all come from very different places. Like I'm the only non-American in the group, but I found a bunch of girls who care for me 
despite the fact that I don't come from the same places that they do. Yeah, we were recently introduced at a concert as the closest thing you can get to a sorority without being in a sorority <laughs> at BC. Um, I would definitely say that's true, but I don't think it's very unique to us. I mean, we see it play out mostly in other arts groups because that's who we're around. But I know mm. that, like, the Heightsmen are, like, definitely all boys. And I think those communities that you choose to be a part of, one of the best things about BC is when someone picks something, they throw them their entire self into it. And that level of passion um, is because people really do care about it. And you're not just caring about the thing that you do, but you're caring about the people that you're doing it with. Um, another community that I and John here definitely are involved in is the Kairos community here at BC. And that just like goes to show with all retreats. I mean, I'm only experienced with Kairos, but a lot of campus men's thing is, you know, student volunteers throwing like 10 weeks of their life into formation to prep this retreat for other people. And I think that that once you care about something yourself, you want other people to experience it. And it kind of connects to that caring, striving towards getting as many people as you can involved in the thing that you love. And I see that with all of you guys talking about your communities, like that's mm -hmm. the end goal. Um, maybe we can take a break and get some Chipotle. Alright, so we are tuning back in after our podcast break. I think we've had a very good discussion about the BC community, the relationships we find within it, kind of trying to connect that to the world at large and really being a global citizen, whether that's through your relationships with other people, through sustainability, through contributing to preserving our earth. Mm -hmm. um, and we just wanted to check in about how this connects to our overarching theme of soul this month. So soul encompasses not just community, which we've discussed today, but spirituality, social life, relationships. And I think what we've found here is that not one of those things is singular. They're very intertwined. Reminds me of, they did a study on, like, the cities that had people who most often lived over 100 years old. And what they found was one of the biggest predictors of health was not exercise, was not nutrition, was actually close relationships. And they found that in Italy... Um, in a specific town, I don't remember the name of it, but they have their houses where people live like literally right on top of each other. So they're like triple decker houses so that they have to relate with one another. And in these kind of cities, people were the healthiest and lived the longest. So it's so, I think, counterintuitive when we think about health in a box and health exists in the plex where you have your headphones <laughs> in and you're grinding. But actually, it's like... Health exists in all of our communities, and maybe this is what is making us the most healthy. You know, you can bench press all day long and have no friends. And you're not going to feel good, you know? Like, it's not going to help you be a healthy person. So, I, I don't know. So, um, I, I just think that's an important point, that community is one of, if not, I think, the most important aspects of health, and our relationships are the most important aspect of our health yeah yeah and we thank you all for being a part of our community today on health pods yeah. um we will catch you next time on health pods <laughs>